This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me. It's match day. It is the biggest match day barring a Champions League final, as I've been saying, of Arsenal's season. It's as simple as that. That that is where we're at with this. Uh, It is the biggest of dates for Arsenal. The best chance of beating City, if we want to win the title, we've got to beat City. It's as simple as that. And that's why that is the aim today. The aim is to win. The aim is not to draw. The aim is not to avoid defeat, even though that would be a decent, probably more than decent result. Today is uh, is about winning. Today is about overcoming this obstacle. Today is almost, you know, we, we are almost at that point where we feel like, you know, we have all of our players we can really compete for this and that has been the big problem is not having our players available but hopefully that changes today good morning to you guys in the chat box thank you so much as always for joining me uh sundays i know can be a challenge uh, so you're very appreciated matt g good morning to you to arasilki to derek to paul to darren to damien to curtis to maximius uh steve leopold we got sam and colton pika who uh viraj uh, Conde, uh, James, Nick, Glenn, Lars, so many, Blackshine, uh, and plenty more of you guys as well. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, it is really appreciated. Um, drop a like, subscribe, all the usual youtube stuff. Uh, it would be appreciated. I did a quick check uh, on our... I don't, really, I don't do this too often, but I did a quick check on the, uh, the analytics of the channel, and it says something like, like 50% of you aren't subscribed. So... You, you, I can see you watching. You're not subbed. Just, just press it. Uh, moving forwards, and we have to talk about yesterday's Premier League results, uh, which uh, have obviously affected Arsenal's 
standing uh, somewhat and where we are. Arsenal could still go top of the table and we'll talk about how they can do that uh, with today's uh, scoreline. But the luck continues. The luck does indeed continue for uh, for Tottenham. One nil win over Luton Town. Uh, Luton actually managed to have 11 men uh, compared to Spurs' 10 for an entire half of football. They also managed to miss an open goal in quite spectacular fashion. I can't quite... I don't know how Adebayo hasn't scored the opportunity laid at his feet. Um, but uh, they did manage to still lose that game. And yeah, the luck for Spurs is just quite incredible. And it goes on. And, uh, you know, I have people saying, Tom, stop being so salty. Tom, you know, it's not luck that gets you to 20 points after what, eight games. And I'm like, sure, it doesn't. Luck doesn't get you to 20 points, but it does get you a hell of a lot of those 20 points. <laughs> and I think that it has got a huge portion of those. You think about the Liverpool situation with the goal that shouldn't have that should have stood. You think about playing against us, you know, we gifted, gift-wrapped Spurs a point in that North London derby. You think about the turnaround against Sheffield United in the last minutes of the game. Another one of them happened yesterday. They've been lucky. Just admit it. Like, just, you know, it's fine to say that a team have been lucky. It's it's also fine to say that they've had some really good things. You know, Ange Postacoglu's done a good job since coming in. It's fine to say that, but it's fine to also admit that they've been the luckiest team in the league by quite some distance. And they've played Burnley, they've played Luton, and they've played Sheffield United. The three teams at the bottom of the league. And Arsenal haven't played any of them teams yet. So it's also worth bearing that in mind. Uh, speaking of Burnley, they lost 4-1 at home to Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea building up a little bit of form now. They had that win over Fulham, of course, and now a 4-1 win over Burnley. Maybe things are uh, turning uh, for them. Still in the bottom half of the table, though, it's, it's worth pointing out our Chelsea. Um, however, Man United are no longer in the bottom half of the table because they recorded a very late and lucky 2-1 win against Brentford. Scott McTominay turning up with two goals uh, in the space of around four minutes uh, in added time. Brentford were leading for more than 90 minutes of this game and still yet could not, um, sadly, come away from Old Trafford with the points. It would have been the first time since the 70s, I think, that United would have lost three home matches in a row. So uh, we were there, we were very close to that. That would have been exciting, but uh, they managed to to save things right at the end. Everton, meanwhile, have got a massive result, a 3-0 win over Bournemouth that takes them above Bournemouth. Uh, and, uh, well, it takes them well above Bournemouth. They're already above Bournemouth, but uh, it takes them further away. Four points. They are three points off the relegation zone. Bournemouth, very much in trouble. Three points in their first eight games. Not good for them at all. Um, Fulham beat Sheffield United in a very impressive victory as well. Sheffield United, bottom of the table. Fulham uh, have been pushing up to 12th. They're now on 11 points. Uh, and Crystal Palace drew a very boring late night, Saturday night football, nil-nil uh, draw with uh, Nottingham Forest. I think Forest will be the happier of the two sides with that result. Uh, Pep Guardiola has been talking about Mikel. He says that we worked together for two or three years with lots of success. I said many times that I learned a lot and I was pretty convinced that he would be a good for Arsenal because I knew... Uh, what he was like here and how he communicated with the players, his ideas, and I was convinced. He's proof that when a club believes in something, when the board and sporting director decide the way they want to play and keep the manager to play that way and sign the right players, it works. Sometimes you see it immediately and sometimes you need time. It happens when the people above you really believe in you and have patience and look at the training sessions and how things are building rather than just relying on results. If clubs only look at the result, that is the first step to being down. 
you have to rely on what the manager is doing rather than the results. Results will always be a consequence. Arsenal trusted him and the results are here. At the end, they have a manager for many years. He knows the club. He loves the club better than that is impossible. And uh, this is what I've been trying to say for quite some time about Arteta. It's what I've been trying to convince a lot of Arteta's haters and critics of for quite some time is that I get the, the desire for immediate success. I get the desire to make snap decisions like Chelsea have. And you look at what Chelsea have done. You look at Chelsea's success. You look at the Champions League. You look at the Premier Leagues they've won. Um, and I see that and I'm like, I understand. I empathise why you want that quick success and why you want that. Arsenal, it just doesn't, for me, translate in the same way. And Arsenal are always going to have to find projects and processes and long-term knowledge about their coaches to pick the right ones. When it's short-term success, like we tried with Unai Emery, it doesn't work here. It doesn't work. So you have to give the managers more time and you have to give uh, the ability of them to kind of uh, you know, establish their philosophy. And a coach that was going to do that was Arteta and, uh, and Guardiola, definitely. Uh, talks about it in that way. He was asked if uh, Arteta was a mini-me in his press conference. He says, no, not at all. I dress better. I'm more elegant. My wife gives the best, the perfect outlet, outfit of all time. I was wondering where that sentence was going. I see zero characteristics in him from me. Um, <laughs> I don't know about the dressing better, Pep. Uh, Arteta's got a very, very uh, cut and dry look, which is appreciated. Um, his, fa his father and mother are different. All the success he has belongs to Mikel and his people at Arsenal. It's down to them, not me, definitely. People say, ah, oh, yes, he was with Pep and learned a lot. But I learned a lot from him as well. People think it was always that way, how much I taught him. But he teaches me too, and I learned well. Uh, yeah, I love the dynamic between Pep and Arteta. It's always going to be something that's kind of there. Um, I can see it when if Barcelona are face kind of Manchester City in the uh, Champions League, you can get that with Xavi and and Arteta, I'm sorry, Xavi and Guardiola as well. Um, I think that Arteta has learned a lot from, from Pep, but I think that there's a lot of individuality, you know, about uh, Arteta's coaching and Arteta's management and a lot of originality as well. And I don't, th I think it's really lazy when people turn around and say he just tries to copy Pep. Sure, there's inspiration. There's, without a doubt, there's inspiration. But it's not about copying. And, and let's be honest. Guardiola has cultivated the most successful club in Premier League history, um, barring Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United side. Like it's, he has cultivated the, one of the biggest forces in footballing history. If you're going to take inspiration, if you're going to draw from something, why not draw from that? Just like Guardiola did with Johan Cruyff, you know, so inspiration and you know drawing on on past experiences and past success of other people is never a bad thing so i never know why it's so chastised and um you know really looked down upon it really does i do find it very strange anyway let's talk more about today's game against city Bakai saka is said to be in line to start this game, plenty of reports coming out yesterday um, suggesting that Saka is indeed in line to make the starting lineup, which is obviously a really big boost for Arsenal. How fit he is is the question. He only managed 25-odd minutes against Lens before needing to be replaced. Will he be in a better state for this game after suffering what was said to be a muscular problem on Tuesday? Um, only today will reveal that. Only the game will reveal that. Let's wait and see how ready he is. Uh, but a bigger story, arguably, is that, uh, and I saw this from Conor Hum on social media yesterday, is that supposedly Gabriel Martinelli is in contention uh, for this game and that the Brazilian could be in the squad. Uh, whether or not 
how um, ready he is, similar to Saka, it's very difficult to know how ready Gabriel Martinelli would be. Coming off the bench, will he have an impact? Is he ready to do that? Only Arteta and only really he knows. Uh, Martinelli knows more than anyone else. He knows his body. He knows if he's ready. So let's see if he's in the squads on the bench. Um, I'd expect Trossard to start this game. Um, but let's wait and see. Let's see who Arteta ends up picking. It's going to be very exciting indeed to see the selection. Um, I really am kind of hoping for Partey and Rice uh, to start the game. But uh, it depends on the fitness levels of Partey as well. There's a lot of question marks about today's squad. And Arteta's got to get it spot on. Arteta's got to take advantage of the midfield superiority that we should have. And I say should because despite Bernardo Silva and Calvin Phillips and... Um, I suppose it's it's difficult to know kind of the selections that they might go with. Kovacic, I imagine, will, will play. Maybe Mateus Nunez will, will play. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see the selection of the centre midfield in this game. And uh, that's, that's a big, big part of, uh, I think, where this game could be won and lost. So, yeah, um, loads of questions about what Arteta should choose. Right, let's move to part two and your questions then, guys, right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat and uh, tackle some of your questions. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Uh, <laughs> I love that comment from King Cobra Kai. That's great. Um, Carl says, Tom, I can't stand how little the City players seem to fear playing against us, like Haaland and Grealish in their interviews. And why should they be? Winning today is important. And you're right. Why should they be scared? The record that they have is so good, so incredibly good. I think you look at the L's next to Arsenal in the league against City and they go all the way back to 2015. You know, Arsenal need to find something today to end that. Yes, I know that some people out there are saying that, you know, a draw is a good result. For me, for me, this is a must win. We have to try and win this game. I will credit the team if they avoid defeat for sure, because it would be, you know, ending that really poor run. But when you've got no De Bruyne and no Rodri, and there's doubts over Stones, and there's doubts over Bernardo Silva, and there's doubts in the squad, and there's upheaval in the selection, and they're coming to the Emirates, and we've got Partey maybe back, and Saka's going to start, and Martinelli could be back, and 
you know, when you've got lots of positives on your side and there's question marks on their side, you have to take advantage of that. You have to take advantage of it. This is the biggest game of the season. And I'm not, you know, I'm not in the dressing room, so they're not, I'm not putting the extra pressure on the guys. They they know the job. They know what's on the, on offer today. It is such an important game. And I really, really hope that we can come away with the three points and by more than one goal. Because if we go more than one goal up in this game and we win by more than one goal, top of the table, baby. And my goodness me, imagine if Arsenal went today. And it's just, you know, I'm saying it because I can. I'm saying it because it's a possibility. I'm saying it because it might not happen. So I'm going to live in this euphoric fantasy world for a second. But after all of the praise that Spurs have got, all of the praise that they have been lauded for, that this this kind of bastion of, of oh, we've got to enjoy Spurs. Oh, we've got to enjoy oh, Ange Postacoglu because he's so damn likeable for some reason. But he turned around the other day and contradicted himself in a press conference about officiating and referees, moaning after the North London derby about penalties and then saying, oh, well, we've got to, you know, um, we've got to accept that officials are going to make mistakes, you know, oh. What a two-faced hypocrite. I hate that guy. I can't stand Ange Postacoglu now. I'm so glad he did that. It gave me a reason to hate him. <laughs> I'm so thankful that he did that um, because it gave me a reason that I'm like, yes, I can hate this guy now because he's a hypocrite. He's a lucky, lucky hypocrite. And, uh, but if we win by two goals, Arsenal go above Spurs into the top spot of the table and then everyone that's saying... Oh, Arsenal are this, Arsenal are that. You know, they're not as good as people say. And we aren't as good as people say. I don't think we've had the particularly best start to the season. And yet, we can beat City and go top of the table. What are people going to say then? What are people going to say then? You know, and that is that is certainly worth fantasizing about. Because I may not get to do it after today. So I'm sitting here at 8.20 a.m. in the morning and I'm going to fantasize about that possibility. Because they're just not as good as people say, I suppose. And Arsenal haven't been as good as I've wanted them to be. You know, there's a lot of question marks about Arsenal. We're still evolving, still growing, still learning, still improving, still gelling, still taking ourselves to that next level. But if Arsenal sits off of the table come the end of the day, my goodness me, it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. So, you know, let's keep our fingers as crossed. I want everyone sitting there in a Haaland-esque position with fingers crossed, hoping <laughs> the irony of that will bring about a result. Uh, Brian says, agree with Tom. Winning is the goal today. Proviso, Partey, Saka and Martinelli all play and are all fit. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can hope for that. Man Like Sally says, that Spurs W came at a great cost. I feel the red card will definitely affect them. Maybe. It's only a one-game suspension for... Actually, is it a two-game suspension for Basuma? Does he get a one... Is it one game for the red and another game for the five yellows? I'd be great if it's a two-game suspension. Who does he miss if that's the case? Spurs fixtures. It should be two games. It should be. It should absolutely be a two-game suspension for the five yellows and then one for the red card. If it isn't, that's a joke. He would miss a home game against Fulham, which is not an easy game. They've already been knocked out of the League Cup by Fulham this season. And an away trip to Palace. It should be two games. Thank you. Yes, it is two games. Um... There it goes. Uh, King says one game and the red, he goes to four. Why does he go to four yellows? He got five. That's such a stupid rule. Why is it just one game? I need to do a quick check. Basuma, one game ban or two. Let's see. Does Google have the answer? 
Basuma faces a one-game ban after red. Why is it one? That's such a cop out. Why does it become? He got two yellow cards. That means he's had five this season. Why is it only one game? Ah, oh, that's silly. That's it. Wasn't if it was if it was a straight red, I'd get it. Like you know, because he got four yellows and then a straight red card. But it was he's had five yellows this season. What a stupid rule. Derek says, Tom, your passion is perfect for Super Sun. I don't know. I feel fired up today. I feel re- you probably sensed it. I feel, <laughs> I feel invigorated. I feel really like, oh, and I'm going to be crying tonight. <laughs> yeah, you can just tell I'm going to be crying later on today. But I just feel, oh, there's just something, there's something inside me today. There's a real fire about um about this. Uh the real fire about uh today's game. I'm really pumped for it. I really hope the crowd I'm going today. I'm gonna be working it. I'm gonna be in the press box, of course. And you if you're not able to watch the game for whatever reason, make sure you follow our blog on football.london. I'm gonna be doing some stuff outside the ground. I want to try and get down there a bit early, do some fan stuff as well. So if you're out and around the armory before the game, have a look out for me. I'll probably be out there around two hours before kickoff. Um so around two thirty ish. So yeah, coming and say hello. And is it going to rain? Please, I'm, I say that. Last time I tried doing this before the PSV game and it rained. Let's have a quick look. Let's have a quick look, shall we? Um, let's go to uh, Islington. Let's have a quick look at the weather. Zero percent. Yes. There we go. Love that. Love that. Um, so, yeah, I'll be in and around the grounds about two hours before kickoff. Um, there won't be a post-city phone in today, Aaron, because I'm going to be home pretty late because I'll be working. Um, but yeah, I will be in and around things there. Um, let's go to uh, McGambus. I mean, both Spurs and Arsenal are nowhere near the title. Arsenal's weaknesses in the second half of the season. Spurs are just going through a positive curve with a new manager and they have less settled than we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Arsenal saying Arsenal are nowhere near the title. I don't think that's necessarily fair, especially considering last season. But um, I think that we are pretty close to, to where we want to go to and where we want to be. We just need a bit of luck regarding injuries. That's what we need. Um, HMM Spike says, I don't know, Tom. It seems like every other result hasn't gone our way this season. I'm pretty mentally prepared for all possible. Look, I'm mentally prepared for all the possibilities. But there is nothing wrong with being optimistic. There's nothing wrong with being naive. There's nothing wrong with just being excited. There's nothing wrong with that. It shouldn't discourage people from being excited and getting your hopes up. Because, yeah, it's what football's about. Football is about being disappointed sometimes. Football's about being up for things and really going in pumped for the game. And I hope the Emirates crowd is is fantastic today. I really, really do. Uh, Derek says, I'm so pumped. I told my daughters they needed to go to sleep so they could be up early with dad for kickoff. Fantastic, Derek. Uh, Javan says, we'll score first. I just hope that we can keep what is that we have and not give away any sloppy goals in the first 10 minutes. And that's been the big thing. You know, I feel like when we played City, we've made mistakes. And that's what we need to avoid is that the nerves that kind of permeate through the players during these games, we need to overcome that. And I'm hoping that having somebody like Rice in the team will really make a difference, really make a big difference to this team. And I'm excited to see having what Rice does to this team and, and the difference that will make. Uh, Matt G says, is Odegaard Norway's best player? I don't know who else would be. Have they got another good player, Norway? I'm really tempting fate here, aren't I? <laughs> um, let's go to Aaron. Says, after we win 2-1, you treat yourself to a 10-course meal. Oh, no, never again. Never, ever, ever. I still don't think I'm over it. I still don't think I've recovered fully. Um, <laughs> and Darren says, Tom, let's hope that Brighton can do us a favour. 
as well. Are they playing Liverpool today? Um, I assume so. Uh, Brighton play, yes. So, yeah, Brighton play Liverpool at 2 o'clock. Um, so, we'll know the result of that. Um, but we're already... Are we not already above them in the table? Um, they're one point behind us. So, yeah. Um, Man City could be fourth by the end of the day. That's interesting. Um Arsenal says, we have been on point today. I believe the players uh, will get three points. And with Rice in midfield, he should be bossing it. Um, I love the people that are saying Haaland is Norwegian. I know. Did you not get that joke? Was that not clear? <laughs> Clearly, I know he's Norwegian. Uh, David says, I am optimistic after the humble pie Lons served us. Look, I will happily gobble up that humble pie from Lons if it means a nice sweet bit of victory pie against uh <laughs> against city today that'd be great i'm hoping and praying alongside a win that in the arsenal press lounge i walk through the doors and as i open those doors the cheesecake that was an offer at the psv game has returned that's what i want to see so my next big win of the day is if the arsenal cheesecake is there i need some of that cheesecake in my life yes the diet is still going absolutely fine and well cheesecake because it's so so good i can't tell you how good it is it's unreal um nathan says thoughts on the zinni situation um what zinni situation is there a zinni situation and uh, let me have a quick look on twitter um uh i don't know what the zinni situation is um uh i don't know i don't know what zinchenko has done is it a political thing? Because if it is, then I, you know, I'm kind of avoid to, to placing my um, kind of stamp on on those types of things. Um, so, but I can't seem to find it on Google. But if it's a political thing, then I'm probably going to stay out of it. Um, is is best because you're always going to end up upsetting somebody. It is a political. Okay, yeah, we're going to steer clear of that because I'm just going to, you know. Um, I'm not educated enough. I'd rather know all the facts of something before I put a uh, a stamp of opinion to something. Uh, Front Yard says, Tom, you haven't seen. It's been going crazy. No, I, I genuinely what I've been doing like at the moment is I've uh, is I've really been in the evenings trying to put my phone down. You've probably seen less of me being active on Twitter and stuff like that. I do get into some debates when the games are on, but I'm really trying to spend more time with family and stuff like that. I find that. Um, I find that jumping into social media in the evenings is, is becoming really toxic to kind of my mental health. Um, so I'm really trying to avoid that. When the games are on, you know, I have a, I did yesterday, I, did, I tweeted about Spurs and that, caught, that kind of caused a bit of debate. But it's like, I, I talk very heavily about a lot of really important topics on the channel that are really important to me, you know, and I feel that I have, you know, my own, um, my own kind of view on because I've got links into um different avenues in that in that area and that political ground i suppose but like yeah i just I, i've really tried to steer clear of social media in the evenings and stuff so this zinny thing i've missed i'm afraid and you know until i've really learned about it i'm gonna stay away from it um because i don't know all the facts so i can't it'd be naive of me to to comment on it um Man like Sally says, ha Tom, the cheesecake is my missus' favourite. I, I tell you, man, I can't tell you how good the Arsenal Press Lounge cheesecake is. And, you know, I had someone tweet the other day saying, I heard you talking about the food that you get in the Arsenal Press Lounge. Do they serve you the food? 
to make you write nicer things about Arsenal. You go to every every ground you get food. It's just it's just part of the process. Well, hey, um, it's just part of the whole process of, of um, working at games. You get served food, but the Arsenal food is pretty darn good. I'll tell you that it is pretty darn good. Brentford did a really good, really good chili the other day that was on point, and I will praise the the Brentford. The the lawns, it was like a a chicken rice thing and then a lot of cake which i didn't have because i'm still recovering from the food poisoning so i barely ate any food uh whatsoever um let's go to um aaron says what do i have to do to get some of that sweet sweet cheesecake i suppose become a journalist and get in the arsenal press lounge mate um let's go to christopher says tom if we sell rambo in january should we re-sign Giroud as a competition for Ray? <laughs> Why would we do that? <laughs> Why would Giroud be any good in goal? Is there something else that I've missed? Um, Jorgen says, do you think the cheesecake is for some reason related to the amount of injuries that we have? Uh, if it is, I will give up the cheese. If it means giving up the cheesecake to avoid all future injuries, I will do that. I will certainly, certainly do that. Um Alex says, uh, not relevant for Tom, though. No, politics is not a fun avenue to discuss. It's not fun. No, you know, it's it's important to discuss things, but I feel like it's really important to discuss things if you're fully in the know and you're fully educated. Because otherwise, you're just going to say something that is not educated at all and that's really ignorant to the, to the reality. So, you know, when we talk about the racism and the homophobia and the sexism in the game and stuff like that, you know, I'm really... I'd, I'd like to think I'm really well clued up on those topics in particular, you know, when I've got very close friends and family members that are LGBTQ plus when I've got uh, very good friends of mine that are people of color, um, you know, that face the struggles every single day. And I get them to, to come on the channel. If I have a chat with Drew, uh, we talk a lot about mental health and stuff like that. You know, those topics I'm really feel like I'm clued in, you know, to, to discuss. Um, um, but it's it's really it's really really difficult to, to to jump into a topic when I've literally heard about something five minutes ago that I wasn't even aware of and then stamp where my where I stand on it, you know, it'd be really unfair of me to do that and I don't think I'd represent the views of of whatever the whole thing is about uh, in the best way possible. Um, Maximus is Ben White's birthday. Surely he deserves a screamer tonight, Tom. Uh, by the way, I think we missed a trick by not playing. Giroud in goal. Where's this Giroud in goal? Did Giroud go in goal or something? If I missed it, let's have a quick look. This is what I mean. I was not on social media yesterday. I had an evening in with the missus. It was great. Olivier Giroud plays as goalkeeper for AC Milan and pulls off stunning save. Okay. Right. Surely that's on Twitter. That must, I must be able to see Giroud save. Let's have a quick look. Come on. Olivier Giroud in goal. That's got to be something worth watching. I can't stop watching Olivier Giroud say, oh, come on, please play. Please play the video. Here we go. Oh, Olivier. Olivier! Oh, that is some that brilliant stuff. So Milan are 1-0 up in the last few <laughs> Jumping on him. you got to appreciate Is it me or does Mike Magnon just get injured all the time? Olivier Giroud coming out. What an absolute let! Look at that! Oh, he's just come out and smacked the ball. Oh, I mean, it's it's horrific goalkeeping if it was like a professional, but <laughs> that's brilliant. I love it. I absolutely love that. That's great. Um, what a wholesome thing. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of what he did at Chelsea. I'm not a fan of the whole you know thank you Arsenal thing. 
But I appreciate everything Olivier Giroud did uh, for Arsenal. You know, the FA Cup, he helped us win. Oh, it was a red card for Manion. Okay, he wasn't injured. But he does get injured a lot. Uh, he, does, he does get injured quite a lot. Olivier Giroud, oh, I guarantee you that FIFA now release an inform Olivier Giroud goalkeeper card. I haven't bought FIFA this year and I won't be buying FIFA. Well, no, it's, called, it's not even called FIFA, is it? It's called like EAFC or something. Um, but I guarantee they'll be releasing uh, a card. Um, let's go to... Uh, boom, 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 boom. Let's go on a little bit more. Uh, Ross says, it feels like Ben White's had about five birthdays since joining us. <laughs> what? That's such a random comment. He's been with us since 21. So he's had, and if he has, if his birthday's in, um, well, it's in October, because uh, that's the month and it's today. He would have had one in 21, one in 22, one in 20. So he's had three. So it's, uh, he's only had two less than you. Well, that's such a weird comment. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Um Anyway, uh, that does bring us to an end of today's show. What a nice way to end the show on that Giroud uh, viral clip. See, you know, I suppose there is, you know, there's benefits and there's negatives to, to staving away from uh, social media at times. So I missed the Olivier Giroud thing. Um, but thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. Um, I hope that you enjoy today. If you're going to the game, stay safe, stay well. Um yeah, I also want to extend my thoughts to the family of the Southampton supporter. I don't know if you saw this story. I did see this story yesterday. Um, the, uh, a man collapsed at the Southampton game. I believe there was uh, someone sadly passed away. I think it was at Leighton Orient a week ago as well. Um, really awful. And uh, I really hope that, that, you know, families can find some peace um, and, uh, you know, thoughts go to the... Uh, the person that was involved in in yesterday's sad incident at Southampton as well. I saw um, Dan George tweeting about it yesterday. So uh, yeah, I hope that my I hope that those uh, people are okay um, and that people around that situation are, are well. Uh, but thank you to everyone that's listened. Let's keep some positive thoughts going for the game. Let's keep optimistic. Let's really get behind us. So if you're going to the game, get into the ground early. Don't leave it to the last minute. The crowds, you know, get into the game about half an hour before the kickoff. Fill out that stadium as quick as you can. And really, let's go and back the guys and keep our fingers crossed for a big, big, big result. I'm going to go for a 3-1 Arsenal win. Top of the table come the end of the day. Fingers crossed. Let's let's hope. Let's, let's hope. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Have a brilliant day. I'll see you again very, very soon. And uh, yeah, as always. Up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners! It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.